You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of this program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sound of Sanity, the show where we bring biblical sanity to a insane world. A insane world. That's bad grammar. I should have said an inside world. Inside, an inside world. world. An inside world. Welcome to the inside world of Sound of Sanity. You also said for the duration of this, this program, program, which is was a stupid thing that I said because that's not correct. That's not the shtick. That's not the script. It's supposed to be the program. There's another grammatical error I'd like to apologize. Someone pointed this out to my mom and she relayed it to me that I often mangle my grammar in the following way. I say, me and Jake are such cool guys. I I should say, me and Jake are okay. No, I should say, (laughs) Jake and I. That's right. I will also apparently say, like, um, Jake shot Ben and I, or I'll do the reverse. Yep. Instead of saying, Jake shot Ben and me. Or maybe I'll say, me and Ben. Is that also bad grammar? No. Me, I mean, it's, it's a it, le- little less proper to put. That's right. Me first. But it's not necessarily bad grammar. That's right. I don't know. I, f- I always found grammar to be a stultifying and horrible field of study. One of my least favorite things to study in school. You just be a grammar relativist. It all changes that all is, the time. That Usage. is that is what me it, me are. That Jake. is what you failed. <laughs> Where is it? I'm going to find it. No, that's not what I wanted. I wanted. That is why you fail. There we go. You're a loser. Loser. You're a loser. That's loser. the one that repeats. You're a loser. Loser. You're a loser. Loser. You're a loser. Loser. You're a loser. Loser. You're a loser. Somebody loser. actually paid You're the a loser. Loser. You're a loser. Loser. <laughs> exact amount of money <laughs> to get your board lit on fire. So <laughs> be careful. Not true. We asked for a thousand dollars. I think <laughs> we uh, somebody gave. What we said is, if a thousand people give like one dollar, and or if one person gives a thousand, but so we got one person that gave like the little amount, whatever it was, a dollar fifty one right. or something. So there is one person that wants to burn my soundboard, one cretin that hates creativity and fun, but that person doesn't have enough power, baby. He's not wealthy enough. <laughs> He ain't got nothing on me. If the rich and the powerful wanted to burn my soundboard, I dare say they could do it. But this little person, they lack the wealth and the power. So nice try, Seth. Nice try. My soundboard remains. And I and you know you yeah. like it. You were just have you were just fun and pretty sure. Sure hope so. Otherwise I'm I'm really insulting you. But I'm pretty sure. You were just fun. And speaking of just fun, and we're having fun on this program, and I'll tell you why, because that's just who we are. Who, who are we? You ask. Well, I'll tell you. I'm Nathan. I'm your humble and obedient host. We've got Ben right there. He's the preacher who's the teacher of sanity. And Ben, it's time to introduce the third man. <clears throat> pastor Jake Mitzel, pastor who is a master of sanity. Oh, that one repeats too. Yeah, you have a lot of them repeat. <laughs> Not most of them. Kind of feels like most of them. <laughs> no, no. Watch this. This one doesn't repeat. We've got eight sound effects on this 
page of sound effects. That one doesn't repeat. That one doesn't repeat. You're a loser. Loser. You're a loser. That one does. <laughs> it's why you fail. That one doesn't. So, so far we're one out of four. Still one out of five. One out of six. Two out of six. And Monster kill. Two out of two out of eight that repeat. You can see why I get confused. And you can see why that was a valuable use of pod <laughs> podcasting real estate. <laughs> that is why you fail. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Let's talk about the church and where it is at, wherever the evangelical world is. We have three fan collated articles from our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to talk about are these all three from our good friends at the Gospel Coalition? <laughs> <laughs> the Gospel Coalition, yeah, they collate gospels. Yep, me and Jake's favorite. Yeah, they kind of do. They kind of do. So we got three articles. This one posted by a big fan of ours, Ben Solzer. Mm, and one it of is the biggest one of the biggest. And this one, this is a Gospel Coalition article entitled. The church needs women to teach the Bible. Yeah, it, it uh, needs women to teach the Bible. It's this book called Empowered and Powered equipped. and Equipped or something like that. Empowered and Equipped. And uh, hey, we want to empower women here at Sound of Sanity. Yeah. And uh, anyway, this book is about how I want to say, I want to say it says it without saying it, but it just says women should teach scripture in formal settings and they need to teach other disciples everything Christ commanded. And so, yeah, quote, both men and women are given the spiritual gift of teaching, unquote. That's a quote from the book. What do you want me to say? Isn't that obvious? Isn't it obvious what this is? Yeah, it's that. What's there you go. The, what's that sound? It's the devil's advocacy alarm. Oh, good. Am I going to play the devil? Sure, if you uh, want to. But what am I arguing? Because I don't know what we're <laughs> asserting. I, am I arguing that women should not teach or that women should teach? Um, I think you should say, this, Ben, ben this, why did you even think that was worthy to... Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Sure, good. Already. That's great. Be that devil. <laughs> good. That's ben, good. Be that but devil. I don't understand why you posted this in here. Okay. Well, the reason, Jake, is that it's um, it's softballing the idea that women should teach men. That's all. That's all. Does, that, it, that's, say, does it say that women should teach men? Uh, no, it carefully does not say that women should teach should so teach men. What? It, it, it it carefully uh, you know, does that thing goes it goes around the edges of saying that. But it doesn't say that women should teach men. Hold on. I'm going to have to reread this article to answer your question. Here we go. In a book that encourages and equips women to teach scripture, is a book that encourages and equips women to teach scriptures necessary or even appropriate? This is a question that the article asks using the Socratic method. There's much discussion today about whether the Bible permits women to teach at all. In an effort to submit to scripture's teaching, many have unfortunately moved beyond God's what God words. I can read, I promise. Moved beyond what God's word prescribes to impose unbiblical restrictions on women. To argue that women shouldn't teach scripture in any formal setting misunderstands God's design for discipleship. Higgins argues, this is the author of the book that this article is reviewing, that all followers of Christ, including women, are included in the Great Commission, and it's called to teach other disciples everything Christ commanded. Furthermore, as Higgins explains, quote, some may conflate the spiritual gift of teaching with the office of pastor slash elder and draw a false conclusion that only men are to exercise the gift of teaching. 
While qualified men are responsible to teach and oversee the local church, that does not negate the fact that both men and women are given the spiritual gift of teaching, unquote. Yeah, so this is just a book that's about how women should teach men. But in the Gospel Coalition isn't saying it outright, of course, but they're saying that... And neither is the, the book, for that matter. Well, the, the book may be. It's actually hard to say if this article's representing it entirely. The book is... It, this article is just about how this book is great, and it talks about how women should be teaching the whole body. And it just... It's Does just it like say hinting. the whole body? It says the body. They should teach the whole word to the body. The whole counsel of God for the good of the body. And so it's, it's, it's hinting... But the whole counsel of the word for the good of the body, is it not, does it not benefit the whole body for a foot to be taught maybe, the whole counsel of God? Maybe I'm completely so wrong. can you not simply limit? So here, here, I maybe, maybe I was just wrong to post this article and I jumped to conclusions. Let's see, here's a, here's a paragraph. Her book, therefore, provides a pathway for women to exercise teaching gifts in the local church and specifically focuses on training women to teach women. All right. You got a problem with women teaching women? Nope. No problem. So I win. The devil's advocate yep. wins. Yay. <laughs> no. Go, Gospel Coalition. Thank you. <laughs> no, devil's advocate. You're wrong. Uh, women shouldn't teach women? Women shouldn't teach women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ben, ben sucks. Uh, there, there may be some of our listeners that actually think that. I don't know. No, I think, of course, women should teach women. That's obvious, and it's in the Bible, and it's all over the place. Um, what the devil... <sighs> my goodness. Do we really have to fight Jake's devil? Yes, I guess we do. That's I don't know. I mean, I just read a paragraph that's like, eh, this is about women teaching women, so what do I care? <laughs> You're giving up on your argument pretty I'm, fast I'm, I'm giving up. I'm giving up. I was, I was triggered, and I'll, whatever, I'll let it go. Well, that makes for a good Yay. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is our third podcast today, folks. This okay, the, fine. This is the best. I'll fight the devil. The 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 whole world is in an orgy to of uh, oh boy that's a dumb way to start that <laughs> sentence uh, the whole world's in an orgy oh, don't you know that uh, you just said that there may be people in our own circles and our own listeners who don't believe that women should teach the Bible to other women right so are you going to argue that that's that women should teach the Bible to other women that women should teach other women is something that doesn't need to be said when you just acknowledge that some of our own listeners may believe that women shouldn't teach women? I don't understand what the problem with this article is. Do you believe mothers shouldn't teach their children the no, whole counsel of God? Should, I, oh, man. We're out of practice. We haven't had the <laughs> devil in years, maybe. It's been a long I'm half time. asleep. I'm running on four hours of sleep. I've been going since 5.30 this morning, and I'm whipping you guys. Yep. Okay, so let's look at the passage in First Timothy 2. The Apostle Paul says, Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Eve was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. So the vast majority of the Western world would like to just pretend that that scripture does not exist or that it is culturally relevant to Paul's time, but not to ours, that we can just basically ignore it and that women can exercise any amount of authority over men that they want in the modern context. People who want to hold to some view of the authority of scripture have to deal with it. The way that they will often deal with it is by trying to make it as narrow 
as they possibly can. So they will say the Apostle Paul is just talking about the church, about very specific roles and teaching in a very formal setting. And that's mm-hmm. that's the only thing that is really applicable about this. And so, no, we wouldn't hire a woman to be our pastor. That would be against the Bible. But that's about the extent. And we wouldn't have her get up in the pulpit on Sunday morning. But both men and women are called to be teachers. And so that implies a, f- a flattening of roles because if there's, if you think of something like an office called teacher, both men and women can have it in implicitly the same way or something bordering on the same way. And so this book is about, this book is about shaving the edges away of scripture's commands for men and women. You're asserting that, but then you just, you just read from a paragraph that says women should teach women, which is in fact like, you know, you read from First Timothy, what about from Titus 2? And what about the examples? Well, Titus 2 clearly says that women should teach women. Well, let me just, let me just establish what I think that this passage is actually saying. This, this passage is actually much more broad than most people in, our, in the evangelical world would like, like to say that it is. First Timothy 2 actually is prohibiting a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. It is rooted in the creation order, pre-fall, and it is re- rooted in sin and what happened in the fall. It's rooted in how we were made. And so a woman should not exercise authority over a man in any context. Not just not just the the pulpit, and I don't think that that's all that the apostle Paul is talking about. I think that's pretty clear from the creation order, from all of Scripture, and so that's the actual truth. That's the actual thing that our culture is running away that we don't want to acknowledge, that we don't want to talk about, that we're afraid of. When a gospel coalition article comes ar- along and is real blithe about this book and, and doesn't define itself, I mean, it's uh, yeah, sure, it pays some sort of lip service to women exercising authority only other over other women to to that sort of thing. I mean it it does what the gospel coalition always does. It leaves itself kind of squishy and open to interpretation such that you can assume the best of it if you are so inclined. But it doesn't want to draw any hard lines. It doesn't want to acknowledge God's truth in the places where it might make us uncomfortable. And so yeah, I think this article does exactly what Ben says what was the phrase you used? It sh- shaves the the edges off the distinctions. Right. It's not just flatly holding up a middle finger to the truth. It's just kind of giving you a way to dance around it. And so, yeah, the article could be worse, I suppose. But I see why Ben posted it. And I agree with him that it's, uh, shall we say, problematic? Maybe the book is perfectly fine. I don't know. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'm just so weary of the Gospel Coalition posting this kind of thing that I just reacted and you know what, maybe this book is fine. It's just about women. I'm looking up some other stuff from the Gospel Coalition about this uh, author, Julia Higgins. She's been an assistant professor of ministry to women at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. And so she's she serves and teaches female students. So maybe she keeps those lines herself and just doesn't want to do anything to uh, blur them. Well, I think, I, I think you're... Being too easy on the 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 devil there. I mean, sure, maybe that's true, but there's all kinds of here's here's another reason why I think the book is sounds stupid and why the article making the same basic point is stupid because it is so patronizing to women. I mean, that's what that's what I really think about this article. It's patronizing to women. the The book sounds like it's patronizing to women. I don't know. I haven't read it, but the article certainly is. And the Gospel Coalition is patronizing to women for including an article like this. 
because it's just kind of like it's, it's like if you said the university needs women to teach philosophy so while the men are over there reading their plato here's a philosophy coloring book for the women uh, you know what i mean like if, if women are just as suitable to be teachers then they should they shouldn't need their own specialized women teachers resources i, I actually happen to believe that women can teach and they can understand the bible which means they could read the bible for themselves and they could uh you know they could read the great writers on the Bible, they could read their John Edwards, they could read their Jonathan, or Jonathan Calvin. <laughs> I don't know that women need like a special needs book empowering and equipping them. I think from time immemorial, they've been empowered and equipped because God loves women. I don't know. Well, I guess the devil's advocate would be that most churches, because, okay, I'm just, I, I'm keeping finding little bits of stuff about this book and this lady. So devil's advocate would be uh, most churches just, bring in a curriculum by a woman and they're none of their women are very good at teaching or trained to teach. So they just bring in like conference speakers, women who are specialized teachers or whatever. It's like the idea seems to be you're discipling the men and you're training them to teach, but you're not training the women to teach. Well, I guess insofar as that's true of any given church, I would say that problem they should fix, but <laughs> I'm not very excited about this book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh yeah maybe 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 you're right but I can't tell if how fair the critique is I certainly mistrust it because I mistrust the gospel coalition and I mistrust books with this kind of emphasis in today's day and age so that's what I can say <clears throat> I think it's stupid I hate the book I think the gospel coalition is stupid <laughs> I give it no credence I think you're being incredibly wishy-washy and <laughs> pulling back on your initial dislike of an obviously stupid I, I, book. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just because tired I, Jake I, <laughs> didn't immediately validate you. <laughs> that's 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 fine. I feel, I feel like I didn't do my homework well enough or something like. That's what I feel like as the devil's advocate. Yeah, I bet you do. Just anything the gospel coalition does is worth beating up on. Whether unless it's a good thing. <laughs> but you're not going to give it anything. You're not going to give it any benefit of the doubt. You're not going to give it, you know, a fair shake. It's earned my suspicion. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't that doesn't mean the... that this is the thing that is worth beating up on. This well, is if it's and if it's not, it's a place to lose your credibility for when they do have something bad to say. That's that's true, and that's why I've kind of backed down. Yeah, but the, here's why I'm not because if I loan Ben money and then he doesn't pay me back once, then that's dumb. But if he does, he, if he then doesn't pay me back 30 times, 40 times, 50 times, like how many times does Ben need to screw me over and not give me money before I say, you get no benefit of the doubt. I assume if you're asking me for money that you are doing it and I don't care, you know, Jake can be like, oh, you're going to be suspicious of Ben. Yes. I assume if Ben does it, it's bad. Ben has no credence, <laughs> no trust. I assume because yep. the Gospel Coalition is promoting this book, therefore, it is a bad book. I assume it is just as bad as I, I give it no benefit of the doubt. I, I give it zero benefit of the doubt. It deserves no benefit of the doubt. I think it's ridiculous. You did a whole episode leaning on an article published on the Gospel Coalition critiquing a book just last month. Yes, if Kevin DeYoung had written this article, I would give it the benefit of the doubt. He is but it's a Gospel Coalition article? Yes, but uh, I'm... Do you I'm, know this person? I know she's on the Gospel Coalition, and if she, her name isn't Kevin DeYoung, then I do not trust her, and I do not give her the benefit of the doubt. I give her the 
what's that? This sounds unfair. It sounds um, like you're not committed to truth. It sounds like you're committed to us versus them, and they're the bad guy. So, which just would blast be them. which would be on uh, which would be bad if they weren't the bad guy, but they are the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> just not, just not, not buying it. It's like uh, there are a lot of there's a lot of data out there about athletes dropping dead on the ball field, but somebody uh, just this past week got hit in the chest in a football game and went into cardiac arrest. People are claiming it's vaccine related and because it suits the narrative that they want. And other people are like, this is a clearly documented type of thing. And it's why we make people wear chest protectors. So we make kids wear chest protectors in baseball we can't know that it's vaccine related, but you know, anything that fits the narrative that we want that pushes our politics, that pushes our, our us versus them narrative is a suitable hammer to beat people with. So I just like to state for the record that if I was playing this devil, you'd be so mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) I don't think, okay, fine. The gospel, you know, a stopped clock is right twice a day. The gospel coalition occasionally publishes a good article. This article does nothing to even pay lip service to the pressure cooker that the Bible puts us in when it speaks an unpopular truth. It addresses a need that you acknowledge our own audience might have. But if you address that need without acknowledging, without even in passing, acknowledging some of the, or not just some of, but the main way that our culture goes bad. Egalitarianism and feminism and stuff. Yep. Then you have not really addressed the need. You have pandered. You have, in fact, been in line with everything that we usually don't like about the Gospel Coalition. And so I suppose there's an outside chance that this book is just fine, but this article is not just fine. This article, uh, you know, it's like, we, yes, you all have these symptoms, but I am not going to actually address the main disease that causes these symptoms. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's not actually giving you a comprehensive picture or, or even a brief summary of the actual problem that attends this issue. Can I can I keep pushing on this sure. just for fun? Does does every article have to have take every caveat box? You know every. Well, that's where I nope. would push to. I would I would point you to the larger. Context. Context of the Gospel Coalition. Yep. Because when you say that the larger context of the Gospel Coalition is sexually conservative. No, I would not say that. I would say that they have broken ties with sexual conservatism. While while there are still people like Kevin DeYoung that publish good things, basically they've been shaving this truth for a long time. They've been avoiding what's difficult about this truth for a long time. For many years, they've published some very bad things about this. And so that's where, no, I, I don't think that there's a broader context. Like I don't, ex- like, like if, 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 if this article appeared on Warhorn, it appears in a context. Right. That's right. Exactly. Yep. The fact that it appeared like my, if Joe Blow gets on the gospel coalition, he could read article after article, after article, after article on this topic or on topics adjacent to it. He could never encounter God's actual truth about any of this stuff. And this article is, is of a piece with that. Warhorn 
he'd have trouble not encountering it. And then mm-hmm. not that everything we do is perfect, but the, since that's the counter example that you chose, you know, he'd have trouble not encountering it. And yeah, if we wanted to take a break and, you know, there's been, there's been many a podcast we've done where we haven't given a three-dimensional view of everything, but a, we do try to point out the obvious caveats and kind of give people the big picture. That's just basic argumentation. B, hopefully our broader context does establish our love for God's truth. And I'm afraid at this point in their life cycle, TGC's broader context just doesn't. Does that satisfy you, Mr. Devil? It's at least an argument. It's at least an argument. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, let's see how this one goes. How to gain an audience and lose your soul. That's not next. Oh, is it not? No. Okay, next. Should I prioritize family or work? Neither. I'm just going to live in my devil's advocate uh, role. Is that okay? I thought you might, but and you're welcome to. I think we might just end up having the exact same discussion, but. That's the correct answer. You should prioritize God above your family or your work. Right. So that's the article. Jake just summed up the article. I mean, the ladies, it's, it's it's like a question. I don't know whether it's actually like an Ann Landers thing where somebody actually wrote in or whether it's just like a fake person, you know, like we're going to put this in the form of someone asking a question. But in any case, they have the question in bold at the top, you know, I don't know who to prioritize. <clears throat> and she says, neither. And, and you, Mr. Devil, are saying that is that is correct. Yeah, because Jesus is going to say, you know, whoever loves his husband, wife, father, mother, brother, sister more than me, it's not worthy of me. You don't prioritize your family above God. You don't certainly don't. Whoever puts his hand to the plow and looks back, you know, you don't prioritize your work above Jesus. He calls you, you come, you follow him, you leave, whatever it is. You let the dead bury their dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're being a little slippery with the word. What do we mean by prioritize? Well, I don't know. I've, like I prioritize lots of things. I prioritize making it to the gym three three days a, a, a week. No, you should actually prioritize God. God yeah, it turns out I can I can do both. I could I could put God first, and then I could say, okay, well, right now is it more important that I spend time with my wife or that I go to the gym? And uh, if I was to ask you, Mister Devil, hey, in order to glorify God. I'd, I'm trying to decide whether it would be uh, best to go to the gym right now or to eat dinner with my wife. And you said, well, the important thing is that you glorify God. I've been entirely unhelpful. Right. And the reality <laughs> is there's no clean, clear, obvious answer to that question without a whole lot of context. Right. Actually. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's I'm, why this article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you jumping devil ship now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel much good for anything else right now, Nathan. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why, as this writer says, you know. Oh, stop. <laughs> as long you as don't get to post this garbage in here and then act like you didn't, you're not responsible. <laughs> I didn't post this garbage. Nathan did. Did I? Yeah. I don't know. So here, quote. <laughs> you posted the last garbage in there. That was a pretty cheap. I don't know, man. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. That's what well. I mean. Let me just say, we posted all three of these articles because none of our fans sourced us anything. So. <laughs> well, what they source is a ton of 1984 stuff because where they yep. feel yep. tension. I mean, I think that part of the problem here is I don't think any of our listeners 
at this point feel too much attention from the gospel coalition. Right. You did, you did a, a noble it. job of defending the gospel coalition, but actually most of them are with me. Like, yeah, it's, it's, garbage. it's already. And so it's like, well, over. The, the, there are not many places that they're looking out there that, that, that cause them to feel a lot of tension yeah. when it comes to, to the church, at least at the moment. But if you go to the just broader culture, mm-hmm. our 1984 oh, lots of stuff. thing is stacked. We, we could get two or three episodes mm-hmm. out of the 1984 yep. stuff. Probably. We may well get two or three out of this the, our stack for this month. But meanwhile, the Gospel Coalition is... <laughs> impotent and stupid and <laughs> I mean, posting yeah. stupid things like these articles that are helpful to nobody and right. nobody cares about them and nobody in our our actual discord cares enough to even say this is stupid. Well, and they don't even get traffic. Like I don't really know how the Gospel Coalition makes its money anymore. Like nobody's going to be excited to share this. Even people on their team, even if somebody that would agree with it is like this isn't this isn't exciting or provocative or thought provoking. It's just kind of They've done tepid stuff like bleh. this for a long time, though. The bleh yeah. of it all. I mean, somebody must read it and like it. And what Gospel Coalition, I guess the reason they survive is because if you have a specific question about a specific thing and you Google it, you know, Christian, take on uh, marijuana or something like that. One of the first things you're going to hit is a Gospel Coalition article. And usually it'll be helpful. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that I have used them myself that way. Like, wh- who's going to have a summary of whatever the cultural issue is or even if it's like i just want a quick simple definition of intersectionality or uh, or 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 even a a theological term it's like well i can count on the gospel coalition to give me a definition of redemption with 25 verses that span the scope of redemptive history yeah, they've just they, got they'll nice, do something like that, and that'll be actually sure. nice and helpful. Or, or what's an outline of the book of Isaiah? Like even just something like that, just any kind of uh, thing that you used to be able to get out of your your Haley's Bible handbook. Now you just type it into Google and dollars donuts, it brings you to a Gospel Coalition article. So they've got a nice catalog, but man, you can go to their front page though, and you see just mountains of articles that are like this one that you wouldn't. Who thought to bother? Yeah, you and would, why wouldn't pay for the? So Ben, uh, just for fun though, what was your great arg- argument for why oh, this article is so mean, great? All I'm going to do is point out how much it sucks. It's so quote: "You don't have to figure out the juggle between family and work. You simply need to keep God first, and He'll order everything else." Uh-huh. I love practical steps though, so here are two to keep in mind. Unquote, <laughs> and then she gives you a way to order <laughs> to juggle. <laughs> and so, so that's that's all that the article is. It's just super spiritual talk, followed by some actual. Practical advice that undercuts the super spiritual talk. Right. It's just dumb. Just a waste of time. Well, I mean, if I was actually going to argue with this article's point, I'd say, you remember Titus 2, how he says, older men, glorify God. Older women, glorify God. Younger women, glorify God. Younger man, glorify God. And then we all know exactly what to do. Except, no, he doesn't do that. He gives specific te- steps for specific stations in life and specific things that we're called to. So it turns out there's different ways of glorifying God. And yes, this article is shaving the truth off of sexuality as well, because the implication is that it's from a woman. I don't know why I know that, but it just is. And she can't decide. I'll tell you what she should do. She should put her family first. (coughs) There, I said it. You guys want to talk about this awesome third article from? (coughs) Yeah. 
Oh, buddy. How to gain an audience and lose your soul. So this one was posted by one Nathan Alverson. The reason I posted this, I mean, I don't think any of us are going to disagree with the Gospel Coalition. And this is one of their, this is like Brett McCracken's whole bread and butter now for a couple of years has been this ever since he wrote his Wisdom Pyramid book. Like they're just like social media is bad. It brings out the worst in us. It creates an echo chamber. It amplifies selfishness, narcissism. Buddy, 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 buddy. And I don't know that we would really disagree with any of that, would we? No. No. And yet I feel bad that they do that. I don't like it when I see those articles. I don't like it when I see those articles in general by Christians. And I was wondering if you guys could help me figure out why, because I'm not quite sure. Anytime I think I see a think piece by a Christian about social media, it makes me uncomfortable. Have you ever seen a think piece that you liked? You mean Nathan just doesn't like think pieces? Is that No, no, no. I mean have you ever seen an article of that type? Think piece on social media by a Christian that you were like, oh, that was helpful. No. Never. Okay. I don't necessarily disagree with anything that they say, but I'm just always like, eh, I don't like this for some reason that I don't quite understand. I mean, maybe it's because it's trendy to hate on social media, like even pagans hate on social media, and I'm suspicious of trends, and I'm suspicious of people just doing what's popular. You know, it's like, actually, nobody disagrees. Like, the the teenager buried in his iPhone doesn't disagree with you that social media is destructive. Like, we all we all know that. Elon Musk, or not Elon Musk, um, the Ryan Johnson, we just recorded an episode on Glass Onion for Sanity at the Movies. Ryan Johnson certainly knows the destructive power of social media and the internet and the age of internet marketing and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of an easy target that nobody disagrees with. Maybe that's why I don't like it. I think there might also be, and I'm not ready to make an argument, but uh, I just don't like people blaming modern technology for man's sinful nature. I mean, you want to talk about a medium that has amplified pornography and rebellion and evil destructive philosophies. Well, books, books have been way more destructive than social media has ever been. They're, they're, they're potent. They're, they've, They've toppled nations. They've destroyed good men. They've brought, you know, the evil that Karl Marx did or Adolf Hitler with a book, much greater than the evil that anyone's done so far with Twitter. And so when people are just like, social media, it's inherently bad. I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. It's like, I like technology. I don't think any of it's inherently bad. I think people are bad. Uh, that's what this guy says. Does he? It looks like it. Yeah. Okay, great. Good article. I don't know. What's he say? Uh, he just says it's a, it's a, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It's a mirror machine. That's what he says. Social media is a mirror machine. And it's, uh, it, it, it turns you into the worst version of your audience. Or can. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm. That's, that's pretty negative. You could say something like that about books. I don't think it would be hard. Books are a blank machine and they. Turn you into, sure. Yeah. Social media is best understood as a massive mimetic machine. Shapes our desires by showing us the desires of others in the form of likes, shares, and comments. Every engagement is a mimetic dopamine hit. YouTube was the mimetic cocoon in which Nicholas Perry became Nikocado, who this whole article is based on. Right. Turned his heart's mirror towards his audience, <coughs> transforming into a living parody of their desires. 
when we turn our hearts mirrors toward the Twitter mobs, TikTok junkies, and Instagram superfans, we suffer the same metamorphic fate. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't... become a prisoner of our own persona. That's that's why I say I'm not ready to make an argument. Like, I don't really disagree with anything that Jake just read, but there is part of me that wants to say, like, knock the player, not the instrument. But I could be crazy about that. Maybe certain instruments lend themselves to certain kind of music. I suppose they do. But there is something uncomfortable about an article like that for me and about even pagan think pieces where they're just like, oh, the dystopian society we live in. It's like, no. I like our society. I mean, I don't like our society. I don't like the wickedness of it, but I like chat AI. I like Twitter. I like having it all. I'd rather have it than not have it. I think it's cool. I think like all the hand wringing that we do is all the, all it's like we get on these platforms to hand ring about the platforms. And it's, it's like writing a book about how stupid books are or something like that, or, or making a movie about how stupid Hollywood is like, yeah, you don't actually hate it. You just want the catharsis of having a cheap way of thinking about it. Yeah, but you wouldn't really despise a warning that a friend gave you. No, I know I wouldn't. About books or social media or anything. I'm sure we've given many warnings on this very podcast. Yeah, we've done episodes on this sort of thing. Yeah, here's how he ends. In my own experience, I'm healthiest when I care far less about the opinions of online admirers than I care about the people who know my kids' names, personalities, quirks, and problems. Those are the people who see me as I am, and by the grace of God, shape me into a real person, not a persona. My local community is the best at telling me when I'm on the verge of becoming a rhetorically monstrous mimetic caricature of my audience, so I can repent. Indeed, repentance is the last and final key. All of us should make a practice of repenting anytime our audience takes us captive. Repentance is the only medicine strong enough to reverse a digital transmutation, though it may never give you the world. Repentance does secure your soul. Yeah, I mean, I... So can't argue with any of that, I guess. There's really not just sort of scanning up and down this article. Well, I didn't post the article because I thought there would be necessarily anything we disagree with. It's just the tension of, look, who's the victim? Are we the victims of social media or our audiences here? Even if we throw in things like, oh, we need community in a church and repentance. Is that still actually what's being? Yeah, I don't know. I, over in our 1984 feed, somebody posted something about chat AI. So we'll get a chance to talk about all this again next time we record. I don't know. Maybe I'm an optimist. Maybe I'm post-mill. Although sometimes I think I'm not post-mill, at least not the way that a lot of people think of themselves are. Uh, but I just, the the whole technology, the whole dystopian sort of feeling that attends a lot of our discussion of technology is not something that, think i agree with technology by and large including digital technology seems to be a great gift of god i don't know maybe i'll have my thoughts more developed next week when we talk about chat ai that might be a that's an even scarier dystopian thing jarvis is coming oh no ultron's coming oh no hal 2000's coming oh no whatever shall we do oh no <laughs> people won't write school essays anymore because they'll just tell their computer to write them no <laughs> let me out of the mimetic trap hell <laughs> let me out of the mimetic trap I can't do that Dave I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> alright anybody have any more deep thoughts about anything no no okay well what did we learn today boys <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Ben learned that he sucks. <laughs> ben learned that he sucks. Is that what yeah, that's what I said. Jake loves the Gospel Coalition. We're going to take everything that he said as the devil 100% seriously. Just another joyful day here at Sound of Sanity. I guess that's the that's the real takeaway. That's the yep. takeaway. Patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Maybe you can leave us some better articles to talk about. No.